those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Aloha! And aloha mora! Oh, see what you did there. You're welcome. This is another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, the number one Harry Potter podcast within walking distance of the Missouri River. That's big. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a big thing for us. And first of all, before we get started, thank you to everybody who has been spreading the word and subscribing. Our subscriber numbers are going up uh, at a pretty good pace. Oh, that's good. It's nice to hear. Several hundred million. Ooh, that is getting up there. Yeah, it's pretty high. It's not that high, but it is increasing. So just want to thank everybody for coming along on this journey with us, this magical journey. This magical mystery tour, if you will. Well, you know, we haven't recorded a podcast in a while, but we have been working. You know, we've done lots of advertising mm-hmm. on the backs of shirts. Yeah, and whatnot. <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> uh, before we get started, though, very important message to everybody. As we record this, whether you're listening to this in the future, or whether For you're listening... the past? Or the past. Huh. Got your time turners working. Spoilers, we are so not there yet. Uh, it is your birthday. It my is my wife. birthday. My lovely wife. You've turned 24 years old today. Oh. And really? I just want to say uh, happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to I'm dancing, ya. dancing, so y'all know. Happy birthday. What'd you say? I was letting them know I was dancing. Oh, okay. Most of the time you don't tolerate my singing. They don't. I, well, I you kind will. of feel like I have to if it's you my will. birthday. It is your birthday. And we're live. And you're singing the birthday song. So I, there's like, nothing you can do about it. it. So happy birthday, young lady. Thank you, sir. Uh, how's your day been so far? Fantastic. What did you do today for your birthday? <laughs> I got up before the sun. Of course. Drove about 45 minutes down to Perina Farms. Uh, stood out in the field literally in the freezing cold it's very cold today very cold uh there was snow on the ground yesterday when i went and uh let my dog chase plastic bags through a field sounds like a heck of a time it was a great time she won first place she is the best plastic bag chaser and uh her name is robin okay you're just using a bunch of pronouns i don't know if we were trying to protect her identity or well, something maybe. like that. Well, maybe. She might be famous in the future. You uh, don't know. Well, you can follow Robin on Facebook. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. Robin Rhino, R-Y-N-O. We haven't posted about her win and, and the title she earned yet today, but we? that will be It's coming. her Facebook page. Well, I haven't posted on my page okay. yet either. So and she hasn't like I haven't posted and it. she hasn't posted yet. So we gotcha. have not posted. Gotcha. Robin well, and I, if you need pronouns, I, I you need me to not? <laughs> no, that's I just, okay. you know, I just didn't know if we were just, like, trying to protect her anonymity or something like that. Uh, but congratulations, Robin, and happy birthday to you, Yay. young lady. So, uh, hopefully we do not disappoint on uh, this podcast here because it's a very special day. 
We never do. Chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Very Secret Diary. So many secrets it is. going on right now. Right. We, we won't name the name of our dog. <laughs> See, <laughs> I was leading into it. There's a secret diary. A uh, secret let, chamber. Let's talk about what happened in Chapter 12, though, which was the Polyjuice Potion. It had been brewing for about six or seven years, I think. No, no. Just. Couple months, couple months, like seriously, yeah, like legitimately, like no exaggeration. A couple months, Ron and Harry find that Draco is not the one responsible for the attacks, and Draco doesn't know who opened the chamber. Draco himself is not the heir of Slytherin, Salazar Slytherin, and Hermione is a feline right now. Yep, whiskers, tail, and all. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened at the end of the last chapter. <laughs> we brewed this potion for nothing, and Hermione's a cat. And Hermione in this chapter, chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary, is in the hospital wing recovering. And the boys, of course, are bringing her her homework because she doesn't want to get behind in her studies. Well, it would be awful. She's actually in the hospital wing for a long, long time. time. So quite, quite a long time. Like, even just a normal person would be like, bring me my homework or I will never catch up. Well, the kids were around the school were kind of starting to wonder what was going on yeah. and they were trying to like get in and sneak a peek and i think well it was also because it happened while everybody was on christmas break and they came back and she was just in the hospital wing so mm -hmm. they really didn't get to know they were hanging up curtains around her yeah. uh, around hermione and Filch, at the beginning of this chapter, is mopping up a ton of water leaking from Moni Myrtle's... So much water. <laughs> Moni Myrtle's bathroom. Moni Myrtle's upset again, Jessica. I didn't... It, like, in the movie, it's it's some water, but it's not a lot of water. But as I was reading this, it, was, it sounded like a whole a lot of water. It was a tremendous amount of water. Like, the walls were wet. It said that Harry was wading through it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. How much water is this? Yeah. I mean, in the movie, it's just like some puddles on the floor. Uh, no, it's a tremendous amount of water. Oh, and yes. Moni Myrtle is apparently very upset once again, as she tends to be in her bathroom. And Myrtle is going on about someone throwing books at her. I don't condone the throwing of books. At anyone, not at even anyone, ghosts. At anyone, well, just for any reason, right. not even at people. Just, just don't throw your books. Be mm -hmm. nice to your books. Yeah, if you don't want your book, you know, donate it. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, you don't got to throw it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of people being angry at the books mm -hmm. and throwing them, but that's just, it's not the book's fault. And when you say you've heard of that, you mean you've experienced that personally <laughs> recently. No! In books that you've read. I have never thrown a book. You've wanted to, though. No. You've been tempted to. I've put it down, maybe rather forcefully, mm -hmm. but I've never wanted to throw it. Okay, that's just because of your love of books and you're respectful of all things literary. Yes. But Moni Myrtle is going on about students throwing points at her, or throwing books at her for points. If you, if the book, I mean, it can't make contact with her. It goes through her. That's a sensitive subject, babe. The fact that she's dead? Yeah, and that things go through her. I don't think ghosts like to talk about that stuff. Okay. So, so she gets even more upset when Harry mentions that. So are we to assume, this is what I was a little bit confused about, are we to assume that this has happened regularly? Or like this is a regular thing, like the kids go in and like play this little game with Myrtle like where they try to throw things at her for 
points, figurative points, or is this something that's just happened recently or just this time? Is I no, none of that. I mean, something. Harry just mentions that well, it can't possibly hurt. So why, like, he doesn't understand why she's upset. Like, it can't hurt because it can go through you. And she just kind of goes off the handle on this rant about, oh, yeah, well, just because it doesn't hurt, let's make a game out of it. See, that's what I was wondering. The fact that she had a rant for it, it didn't seem like it was just a one-time thing. Like, maybe kids, maybe it wasn't books before, but maybe this has been done before Yeah, well, it sounds like in her regular life, she was quite bullied. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but I don't really think, I think everybody kind of just steers clear of her now. But she's just not pleasant to be around. They, like, nobody just, they just don't use that bathroom. So when we played, my first, we've talked about on previous shows, my first introduction to Harry Potter was the video games. Uh-huh. The Lego video games, and then the movies, and then the theme parks, and now the books. I did it very much in the, in the opposite <laughs> order. But... When the when we got to the Moaning Myrtle part in the video games, especially the Lego video games, where a lot of the characters tend to kind of look alike, just because there's only so much you can do with, with Lego Legos, characters? I said, why is there a female Harry Potter in this? She looked a lot like Harry she to me. Yeah, and a robe. Yeah, and oh, okay. Black hair. And a head. And and two arms. And two arms. I see. I see the connection. I see it now. I don't know. She just looked... She doesn't look like Harry to you a little bit? Okay. I don't remember her in the video game. What about in the movies, though? No. Okay. All right. She just just has glasses. Just me. So Ron and Harry do see a book. We were talking about books being thrown at Moaning Myrtle. But Ron pauses before picking it up. And I thought I, I thought, totally forgot about this. And I thought of you. Why? Because well, what what were some of the horror stories that Ron has heard that have to do with books? Um, the one made s- made like your eyes burned out. Oh yeah, right? your eyes burned out. I was mm-hmm. like, was it blind or mm-hmm. your eyes burned out? Okay, I didn't. Th- that's not what made me think of you. Once they start read it, they spoke in. A strange language. Limericks. It was like, okay. like, they're they're da 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 Like, I need to go to the store. Food we don't have no more. I gotta go now. Gotta get there somehow. I really gotta go to the store. Nice. Thanks. That's all I can come up with on top of my head. But the the other one was once they started reading, they could never stop, and you just had to learn how to do things with one hand. Because you were constantly reading a book for the rest of your life. Yes. And that's what made me think of you. Yes. <laughs> you have gotten good at, at doing things with one hand. <laughs> well, and then when I can't, I just switch over to audiobooks, mm-hmm. so I can still use both hands. I'll tell you what, audiobooks have made a big impact in the literary world mm-hmm. you can do you can drive now and oh, read I, books i drove all over the t- city today drove down to perina drove out to half price books to get a pick up a book and run a couple of other errands and then drove back home i drove all over the city today and it used to be I very dangerous to, to read and drive <laughs> in the good old days it used to be very dangerous to read and drive 
But yeah, I thought of you when the, the you had to learn how to do things with one hand because you were always reading a book. I yeah. was like, Jess does that all the time. Yeah, it's not that big. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the downfall would be you could only read that book. I would need to read other books. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure you could switch quickly it switch it out. <laughs> as long as you were, as long as you didn't stop. <laughs> it went from one page straight onto the next page. Yeah, exactly. So the book that we picked up did not do any of those things, luckily. It was a diary with a date on the front showing that it was 50 years old, belongs to somebody named T.M. Riddle, and there's absolutely no writing on it. Ooh. Riddle, like a secret. We're all secrets today. I thought you were going to make like a Riddler. Riddler! <laughs> What's another name for a riddle? An enigma. Enigma. Edward Enigma. <laughs> awful. Yep. Just awful. Uh, <laughs> I haven't had a whole lot of sleep and I've been in a field for two days. So I'm a little giddy. Uh, how does Sorry Ron? How does Ron recognize the name T.M. Riddle? Because that uh, sets off a light bulb for him. Oh well, he spent a beautiful, beautiful evening mm-hmm. with T.M. Riddle's awards. Oh, that, might that be in the trophy room? And polishing them in the trophy room after he cleaned them and then puked slugs up on them and then he had to clean them again. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it was never good enough for it was filch, right? Yeah, it was overseeing was, his detention. Oh yeah. So, interesting fact on the back of the diary was the name of a store. I guess the, the diary came from a name of a store on uh, Vox, uh, Vauxhall Road, which is a, a muggle store area. It's not an area in Diagon Alley or Nocturne Alley. So, the boys surmised that T.M. Riddle must have been muggle-born in order to have picked this diary up in a... Muggle shopping area. Yeah. Yep, that they got that. I forgot about that part too. So Harry and the newly released Hermione, after Harry shows the diary to Hermione, deduce that the diary has to be connected to the opening of the chamber because both of these both the diary and the opening of the chamber just coincidentally happened 50 years ago and poor ron he's just so behind on this part too they're like you don't get it do you <laughs> he's like get what so i'm good at chess though saved your life last book <laughs> is that what he said that's what he said oh got well, you here in a flying car didn't i clever ron mm-hmm i do stuff i do things <laughs> just your wand's busted right now my wand's so. busted my wand if my wand wasn't busted i'd be able to do a lot more all i can do is make bubbles right i can now. make i can make bubbles <laughs> Remember when you needed bubbles and I made them? <laughs> no, I don't really. <laughs> but when it happens, you're going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, we need to know more about TM Riddle because the diary's empty. Yeah. Nothing in Nothing there. Nothing in there. Hermione tries a bunch of things. Right. She's sh- got some spells. Mm-hmm. She's got a revealer, eraser, mm-hmm. and nothing. Nothing. And Ron's like, well, told you. This, told you. This kid was just too lazy to write in his... He had time to buy the diary, just not time to write in it. Maybe his grandma sent it to him and didn't. he just never liked it. So we need to find out more about TM Riddle. So we go to the trophy room. Trophy room. Right? And Ron, I, Ron goes along... Not happy. No, because he does not have fond memories of, especially recently, of that trophy room. 
And we find out that Mr. Riddle won the uh, medal for magical merit. Yep. That he was a prefect. Yep. That he was a head boy. Yep. So, seems like Mr. Riddle was a pretty prominent Hogwarts student in his day. Ron compared him to Percy. Mm-hmm. He probably bet he bet he got all high, highest marks in his class too. What's wrong with that? Yeah, Hermione didn't didn't care for Aww, that. Poor Hermione. So for all the drama, all things considered, every all the bad stuff that's been happening in Hogwarts lately, all things considered, things are actually kind of starting to look up at Hogwarts mm-hmm. in this chapter. There's been no new attacks. The Mandrakes are almost old enough to... This part was creepy, man. <laughs> okay, so the girl that I, the lady that I work with, mm-hmm. you know, I told you she she started listening to the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think on Goblet of Fire now. She must be almost done with it. But, um, so I was listening to this part with her at work a couple months ago. And we get to this part and it's just like, just... The way she says is no big deal, blah, 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 blah. You know, they're they're almost out of childhood, and as soon as their acne clears up, we're going to chop them up into pieces. Yeah. And, you know, they're making all these connections, like they're human baby, human-ish mm-hmm. t- characteristics and tendencies, and then they're just like, we're going to chop them up and stew them. It's like, what? Yeah, that was uh, what I wrote down. It said... I wrote down that uh, that mandrakes are almost old enough to help our petrified friends, and I, <laughs> the mandrakes, they know that they're almost of age because they're moody, moody, <laughs> like, and secretive, and secretive, and they're getting acne that needs to clear up. So that lets you know that they are going through uh, their teenage years yeah. right now. Yeah, and then uh, so they're almost ready to where we can. Uh, Chop them up and stew them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it PG, but this is in the book. Yeah. It's so there's nothing out of the book. we can do and about these it. These two are like the younger, geared towards the younger audiences. Mm-hmm. These are the little books. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten to the fat ones yet. Mm. Well, you know, I hate to break it to anybody that listens, but we do raise animals to, to eat them. So. Yes, but they, <laughs> they're specifically giving them very human qualities. Yeah, I understand. And even say they look like a little wrinkly, ugly baby. I know. And then we chopped them up and stew it. I know. I'm not offended by it. I just think it's a little dark. Oh, so, so we'll find somebody who's offended. It's, oh, of course. We're, we're recording this in 2018. I'm not saying I have a problem when, wherever with Wherever you're listening to it. I was just it. a little surprised by how dark we went. And Lockhart is going around telling everyone that there are no new attacks because of him. Yeah, because they were afraid of him. Wouldn't you be? You read any of his books? No. He fought Dracula and the Wolfman uh-huh. and Frankenstein's monster uh-huh. and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And he was a Ghostbuster for a little while. On the guy team or the girl team? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy could go either way. Yep, absolutely. And, of course, he's the reason that there's been no new attacks. And we're starting to see a positive change in Hogwarts. And Lockhart has wants to keep that positivity going. And he has a plan to further boost the morale 
of the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a look, second, I You're forgot. looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I literally so, just finished reading this chapter 10 minutes ago. Okay. And well, I, I forgot all Now it's time for you it to describe for the listeners the wonderful Valentine's Day surprises that Lockhart has done for oh, the school. First of all, the robe. The, 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 the beautiful pink robe. <laughs> well, he had to wear the pink, the pink robe I'm, this, to match is this the in decorations. The is this in the movie? Because if I don't get to see this pink robe, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> First of all, if it was in the mind. movies, you would have already seen it. I, I know, but I don't, don't remember, remember. I don't. I don't think it is. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> they should, I don't know, maybe they should... Do some deleted scenes or <laughs> reshoot like, some reshoot. scenes. Reshoot. Make them deleted. I gotta scenes. see it. I gotta see this robe. All right. So yeah, Harry comes in late to breakfast because he was playing practicing Quidditch all night. Mm-hmm. And the Great Hall is just like completely transformed with these giant pink flowers that cover the whole walls, and their conf- little pink confetti hearts are raining down from the ceiling. And of course, Lockhart is wearing pink robes to match the decor. And uh, Harry has to, like, brush confetti off of his food to eat it. <laughs> I'm sure it's magical confetti. It'd be fine if you, oh, eat, if you eat a little bit of it. But It's like parsley. It's just there for decoration. And I don't think... He had to have, like... He had to have gotten some help with this, right? Because he hasn't shown very much skill with his magic and mm-hmm. his charms you and mean whatnot. Lockhart. Yes. So I'm assuming he had to have done had gotten somebody to help him decorate with the giant flowers and the confetti and whatnot. Now our listeners will know that you have on many occasions insisted that there are not dry cleaners in the wizarding world. Yes. Are there party planners and or interior decorators in the wizarding world? I am sure that there are so you're sure of that yes those are just people but you don't think that there's any chance that some wizards and or witches as a cover story to live amongst the muggles opened a wizarding dry cleaning (laughs) (laughs) okay so, She's coming around. <laughs> the wizards this don't. Is a big moment. No, this is a big you moment. just changed the story. Fifteen years of marriage. I think I'm going to be right. First <laughs> no, time. you just changed the the story, the parameters of this. Mm-hmm. You're saying. Of course I did. Before, I changed it to fit my narrative. <laughs> that, um, I argued that wizards don't need dry cleaners. So therefore, mm-hmm. there are no wizarding dry cleaners. Mm-hmm. You're saying in order to fit in with the Muggle mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. that they would open up a dry cleaner and like cater to Muggles. Well, they cater to Muggles, but they also will take the occasional magical case on. The wizarding world knows that they can go and kind of give a little wink wink and get the special cleaning, if you know what I mean. Okay. But so they chop up mandrakes and put it in there, <laughs> oh, in, in their Tide Pods. <laughs> in in your wizard dry cleaners, uh-huh. 
if you go behind, you know, you got the counter uh-huh. and the guy and then the door that goes into the back. When you go into the back, yeah. what's back there? A big dry cleaning machine? Or just some wizard with his wand going poof? I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's a big magical machine. No. There's not, that doesn't exist. But you look inside of it and it's really just like elves, just like with like a washboard. House elves? <laughs> Oh God! Like, so like the free freed house elves could like go and get jobs and, and there? get jobs like paid jobs. Yeah. Okay. Like an, I'll go with that. Like they're fo- not using like dry cleaning machines. No. Well, they ha- that's the they do have the machines, but inside it's just empty. It's just hollowed out, and there's elves in there with just like washboards. And you know they get lunch. They get you know half hour for lunch. They get union breaks. They get four hundred one k holidays off. You know, time and a half on Sundays. I think they have different uh, uh, vacation type things over the. Oh, it's called holiday. Holiday, yeah, yeah I know. They go on holiday. <laughs> they go on but holiday. But they need to get like two weeks. Yeah. And more, they get better. They have better benefits than we do. So, what you're listing off is. It's not that great. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's what's wrong with. <laughs> that's with, the with snagging up the scenario. What everything that's been said. <laughs> Talk about the cupids that were delivering valentines. Okay, so decorating and confetti was not the extent of the holiday surprise. Mm -mm. Uh, Lockhart also, well, he thanked everyone who sent him valentines. Like 42 or 45 valentines, something like that. And uh, he sent out... He didn't just send out Valentine's cards. That would be silly. Mm-mm. He, I guess, hired a bunch of dwarfs, dwarfs mm-hmm. to dress as cupids, <laughs> little wings and harps. From and from the description of the book, it didn't seem like they were... Thrilled too, about it? No. 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 So I don't know Dave. if he hired them <laughs> or if he just told them to do it. I think he probably hired them, but that doesn't mean they had to like it. I mean, how much, you know, how many... How much work can they I'm get? just imagining like these dwarves with like <laughs> with like hairy bellies and like cigars and cigars <laughs> hanging out of their mouth. <laughs> All of mine had facial hair that I, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I was just thinking of like the filthiest like old man dressed as Santa Claus like at the mall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like smoking a cigarette and <laughs> come here, kid, sit on Santa's lap. Like Santa, you smell like alcohol. Anyway, so they were going around delivering. It wasn't really clear if some people were just getting cards. Uh-huh. That's what that's what I, I think. Some people were getting cards, but some people got got special. Yeah, Harry deliveries. got a special one. Mm-hmm. He got a song. Harry gets a singing Valentine from one of Cup- from of the Cupid Dwarves, and that distraction. Harry really doesn't. Does he not want the? Singing Valentine because he doesn't want all the attention. Yeah, he always on him. He always gets a lot of attention, and it's never at the right moment. And somebody's always takes it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this this came at another inopportune moment where you know all the first years were waiting to go into their classrooms, and I think Draco was coming by. Of course and he is. It's just he just didn't want. 
in whatever it was going to be, he didn't want it. He knew it wasn't going to be good. I'll tell you what, though. It's not Draco's business. I like when whenever something's going on with Harry and Draco comes in like, what's going on here? It's like, you know what? It's none of your business what's no, going on here. None of your business. It's not like you caught Harry doing something <laughs> inappropriate. And I tell the turn kids in. at school that all the time. There'll be something going on at the end of the hallway and the, a whole line whips their heads around. Nah, none of your business. Turn around. So... This whole situation of Harry trying to... He's trying to run away from the from the dwarf, and the dwarf, like, tackles him so he can... Ah, if, if I don't... Rips his bag up. If I don't get the singing Valentine delivered, I don't get uh, I don't get paid. paid. <laughs> yeah, grabs him by his bag, rips his bag up, all his stuff falls out, scatters all over the floor, his ink spills making a huge mess. He grabs his stuff up, throws it back in his bag, tries to run away. Elf grabs him by the knees, tackles him, sits on him, and sings to him. And this gives Draco the chance to snag the Tom Riddle or the TM Riddle diary. Mm -hmm. And of course, Draco sees what appears to be a diary and thinks this is the perfect opportunity to humiliate my nemesis. I can read from his diary, or I can, you know, get a good look at his deepest, most private thought, or, you know, whatever Draco's plan is here. It's just to mess with Harry in some way. And Harry uses Expelliarmus to knock the diary from Malfoy's hand. And you're not supposed to be doing magic in the hallways. Yeah, we've got some Weasleys present. Jenny's one of the first years waiting to go into class. And Percy showed up. Percy the Prefect. Yeah, and he gets on Harry. He tries to make Draco behave, but that doesn't really work out for him. Draco's not going to listen to Percy. And so Harry does his Expelliarmus, and so now Harry's in trouble. God, it's just like being a But Harry's okay with it because he... I think it even mentioned in the book that yeah, he knows he wasn't supposed to do it, but it felt good to... To get one over. Yeah. Him. And Malfoy's kind of, you know, like in the Old West movie where somebody, like, shoots the... The pistol uh, out yeah, of your hand. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, It just happens so fast that you don't know... You, it takes you a second to realize, you know, how silly the other person has just made you look. Mm-hmm. You know, just not only did they get what they wanted but they did it at at some at uh the cost of making you look a little silly yeah too and draco deserves it always now the expelliarmus uh spell is going to be one that harry is going to use quite a bit oh, over yeah. the next it's a phase. several book books uh books? several books <laughs> several book singular he don't talk good like you and me yeah words are hard they are hard to say and do and write for you and me <laughs> there's been there's been jokes written about ex- expel the armus about how it's basically like harry's supposed to be like the greatest wizard of all time it's really like the only spell he's ever gets really good at <laughs> no no that's not true he's good at a lot of spells okay he chooses to disarm rather than to attack Okay. It's like ongoing theme with him. Okay. Chooses to disarm rather gotcha. than attack. Gotcha. I use that excuse all the time. 
I was like, I chose not to lift that really heavy weight. I choose to lift lighter weights more times. <laughs> I totally could if I wanted to. Okay, Kelly, when you listen to this, text Ian and tell him I'm right. Okay. A shout out to Kelly, who, not Kelly in Brooklyn, she's now Kelly in Manhattan. Ooh. She's uh, kind of big timing now. Mm-hmm. Living Strolling in, through the living park. In, living in that Manhattan uh, Fifth, Fifth Avenue penthouse. Is that a thing? I, yeah, I'm sure it is. Okay. Yeah, of course. We'll have an intern look it up where Sixth, Fifth Avenue Sixth is. Sixth Avenue, though. And all of Harry's stuff is covered in red ink, like you mentioned earlier. However, the TM Riddle diary is clean as a whistle. <gasps> Sharp as a thistle. Best in all be? Westminster. Well, it's magic. Oh, yeah. Magic. Got it. So Harry is starting to try to think outside the box a little bit here. So when he notices that none of the ink... Seem, seemingly got on the diary or soaked into the diary. Harry takes a drip of ink out of his own and blots it onto the pages, and the ink gets seemingly sucked into the pages. Mm -hmm. So now Harry's starting to kind of put things together a little bit, try to formulate a little bit of a plan here. And he gets a thought, what the heck? I'm going to write in this dude's diary. Do it. <laughs> And Harry writes, my name is he Harry got rid Potter. Of it 50 years ago, what is he going to care? He writes, my name is Harry Potter. And what happens? It sinks into the page. And other writing comes back. And <gasps> it says, hello, Harry Potter. I'm Tom Riddle. So this is the diary of Tom Riddle. T.M. Riddle. She put an O in there. It's <laughs> Tom Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how. That's how um, names work. I oh am. God. I am D N Rhino. <laughs> Put an A in the middle. It's Dan. Dan. This is the diary of Tom Riddle, a Hogwarts student, many years ago, and we find out that the diary holds secrets of terrible things that have happened at Hogwarts that have been covered up <gasps> by the higher ups. They're always. People that, that run, like, politicians and, you know, government officials and stuff like that, they're always covering stuff up. Covering it's, up. It's the worst. So, Jess, what story does Tom tell of the Chamber of Secrets? Well, like, the whole story? Like, Okay, so he says I can. They compare notes of what's going on now, mm -hmm. which what's what happened when Tom was in school. Well, what Realize, happened fifty years ago? That's what we want. That's what yeah. we want to know. So they they compared the notes. Besides the same thing, Chamber of Secrets have been opened, mm -hmm. and so he says, "Well, I can show you what happened." And Harry's like, "Well, I don't really understand that, but okay." Well, before before we get there, because okay. that's when things get weirder. Kind that's of the, where we're going. the Cliff Notes version of that is that. 50 years ago, the chamber was open. Mm -hmm. uh, a young female Hogwarts student was killed. Yes. Now, nobody's been killed yet nope. in this book, but there was an actual death 50 years ago. The culprit, was who person who opened the Chamber of Secrets, was caught. That student was expelled. Mm -hmm. They knew that part going in. The... All of the students, including Tom Riddle, were forbidden to talk about it. And that the student that was caught, or the person responsible for opening the Chamber of Secrets, 
was only expelled, not sent to jail or anything like that. Yes. And that was, was that's what Tom told to Harry, and then that's when things get weirder, and Tom claims that he can take Harry into his memories and show him Inception style. I've never seen Inception. Not I just either, I just like but to, I was gonna go with I it. just like to make fun of it. <laughs> I've never I've never seen it, but I do like to make jokes at his his expense. So we we get two scenes, I think. If I if I remember correctly. We get two like flashback scenes. Yeah. The first one, not a lot happening there. We see Tom Riddle in the former headmaster's office. Because this was before Dumbledore was headmaster. I believe Dumbledore was just a professor yes. at Hogwarts at the time. And we're in the former headmaster's office. We're speaking. We hear Tom and the headmaster talking about the, the girl who's been murdered. We hear them talking about the monster on the loose. We hear Tom talking about how he has written a letter to the headmaster... Yeah, that's what he was there to talk about. He'd right. written the letter. Asking to stay at Hogwarts over the summer. Is mm-hmm. that right? Instead of going home because he doesn't he doesn't have a home to go to. He'd have to go back to the Muggle Orphanage. Right. So that's what he's there to talk about and he's upset about. But uh, the headmaster says, like, I can't do that. Not with what's going on right now. And then, yeah, they talk about the monster and the girl's death and you know we can't they're they're on the verge of closing the school down completely mm-hmm. i can't just let a student stay here over the summer so tom would rather stay out of school with a monster a <laughs> on the loose. student murdering monster on the <laughs> loose than go back to the muggle orphanage so that is something that tom and harry can kind of bond over the fact that we know that they both have experience and just what the little that we know about Tom Riddle that they both have experience in the muggle environment and that their muggle experiences have not been positive ones mm-hmm. and that Hogwarts is kind of a escape for them you know it's it's kind of their you know fortress of solitude so to speak just with hundreds of students and professors and uh, murdering, st- monsters. <laughs> murdering monsters running around so that was the first scene that we get, and then we see the more important scene at the end of the chapter, which is Tom Riddle stalking someone or something. Yeah, he goes down to the dungeons and hides in what is now the potions room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a potions room back then, because you don't really see. Probably, he just probably hides. now that's probably where they just like flayed people, and <laughs> uh, Snape was like... I want that. This room. looks like a wonderful place to have an office slash classroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has an office somewhere else, so not that room. But anyway, so he's hiding behind the door, waiting for somebody to come by. Somebody finally comes by. And Felt like they were waiting a long time too. That's yeah, what Harry said. Yeah, and then somebody comes by and they 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 trail him. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining like. Uh, Scooby Doo, like on his tiptoes, like <laughs> Well, Harry could have been making those noises, but it didn't matter because you can't hear him. Yeah, he could have been eating a Dorito, bag of Doritos, and nobody would have noticed. <laughs> yep. 
so they follow this person mm-hmm. down empty corridors, corridors down corners, mm-hmm. wherever. Here, there, to and fro, hither and thither, near and far, no. left and right, up the, and down. They're still in the castle. Okay, just 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 trying to make more interesting for the readers <laughs> or the listeners. <laughs> the readers. And what is at the end of our journey here? We find the, the student, mm-hmm. the boy, mm-hmm. a large uh, boy, large boy, mm-hmm. very large boy, uh, trying to talking to something and trying to get it to get in a box. Get in a box. In a, in a large box. It is a large box mm-hmm. for the large boy. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of. We don't know what it is. It's no. just he's. The boy is coaxing it out. As you would a animal or a pet or not the way you talk to a person. Not that you'd ever want to put a person in a box, but I don't know, you know, you have to put an animal in a box too. So this is where we get a little bit of a reveal. Yep. A lot of things are starting to kind of get pieced together with this puzzle of the Chamber of Secrets book two in the series. The young man, we find out, is none other than Rubius Hagrid, former, as we knew, was a former student at Hogwarts, a student who had had been been expelled, expelled, a student that we did not know why they had been expelled, or or why they had been expelled and still been allowed to be part of the Hogwarts staff, a student that we know has a lot of love for and a lot of interest in uh, magical creatures. Particularly the dangerous ones. So, without giving anything away, because you know what's, what's coming, you know what's coming next, I've got some theories. The, the creature that Hagrid is trying to get into the box, Tom Riddle makes the assumption, or we're led to believe that he's making the assumption that this is the creature that murdered the girl. Mm-hmm. Hagrid is responsible for letting this creature out. And the creature needs to be slaughtered. The parents have the the parents of the dead girl have the right to see this creature slaughtered and Hagrid is needs to be turned in to be punished because this is the creature that's been doing the killing. So before you I don't want you to give give it away, but my thoughts right right now are yes this could be the creature because from the way it was described with the several eyes and the fangs and the uh, many legs and the big hairy thing looks like to me it seems like a big you know tarantula kind of this could be the monster that definitely would fit the profile of a monster not that I'm into monster profiling or anything like that (laughs) I know, I don't want to set off the PC community. This could be the monster that's been doing the killing. Or this could just be some pet that Hagrid's kept in secret because Hagrid would do something like that. The guy had a dragon Mm -hmm. recently that he was not supposed to have. And... From from the from what we know about Hagrid and the way he was reacting to Tom, 
Haggard was saying things like, oh, no, he could have never done this. No, he would never, you know, hurt anybody like that. And I'm led to, to believe Haggard a little bit because the monster kind of just flings Tom out of the way and runs away. If the monster was really as evil as we're led to believe he is by Tom, he could have easily hurt Tom, but he didn't. So, but Tom already had his wand out, too, so... I don't know. They might have been pretty evenly matched. True. But the fact that, kind of to your point with Harry earlier, is that he's more of the disarming rather than the injuring... The monster is kind of in the same vein in this chapter, is that he was more of just, I, I just want to get, get out away. of here. Yeah, he was more like a, like a frightened animal, uh, you know, fight or flight. He was more of the flight type. So we are led to believe at this point that this is the monster that was, op- Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets and this is the monster that came out and maybe this is the monster today that's still wreaking havoc in Hogwarts but I don't think so and I want you to spoil it but I'm just throwing it out into the the Harry Potter ether here that I don't think that that's the the monster that we're talking about okay well you described two scenarios and I'm gonna say yeah it's one of those cool cool (laughs) I appreciate you not spoiling it too much because I, I know a lot of people that listen have already read the books and mm-hmm. some of them might be kind of pulling their hair out with me for not not knowing not knowing as much even though I've seen the movies I just don't rem- I, I just I remember some key points and then there's key points that I don't remember it was just so long ago and I just wasn't in the you know I didn't have the book knowledge to you know, like when I saw the Hunger Games movie, I'm like, this is coming, this is coming, because I had read the, the books first, mm-hmm. and I was able to kind of match up the picture in my head with the picture that was in the movies, and like you with the uh, Darkest Minds movie that came out recently from when we were recording this, I think I got maybe two-thirds of the way through the book before we saw the movie. I was trying to, to gorge trying on to it. Get there, yeah. I was trying to gorge on it real quick, but I was able to... A lot of it matched up with a lot of the pictures that I had in my head. And I'm thinking, oh, this scene's coming up. But when I go back on my movie knowledge, it was before I had been to the theme parks. And it was before I had really, really kind before of... Before you had like, built up any sort of yeah. obses- obsession yeah, with Before it. I had even been sorted into a, a house. Yeah, you weren't really connected to the material. No, I wasn't. You were just watching it as a... A just movie a, fan. A, just not a, even a fan. You're right. just watching these movies, right? And I can I can, you know, name thousands of movies that I've watched over the years that I could pick out big bits and pieces of that I can't really remember. You know, if we if we just base it base my Harry Potter knowledge of what's going to happen on the video games and the movies, the books are really the where you drill down into everything that's happening, and there's characters that you that I've never heard of yeah. that I'm encountering for the first time and events that I've never experienced for that I'm encountering for the first time so it's been really cool but I know that a lot of people that listen to it have 
I would say probably the majority of people that listen to it have already read the books. And they're probably kind of, you know, it's probably grinding their teeth with me. So I apologize, but I'm glad yeah, that you're... there are some still that have... There, there are, know, there like, are. And we've had some emails. With yeah. kids, and we've had know. some emails about that. Um, but I apologize yeah, and thank you for joining us. And I'm, I'll get there. We're kind of spreading <laughs> it out on you too. Like even I, when I was reading this chapter, was like... Wait a minute, Wait, what's going on? Because it had been a while since we picked it up. It's been a while. <laughs> so, you know, it's even for you. Like, I kind of feel bad for you that you can't just sit down and absorb chapter after chapter after chapter. You're spreading it out over several months. And I, I have to do that if we're going to make this podcast worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of telling you that earlier when I was doing my notes. I wish that I could just read a chapter and just flip on a microphone and talk about it. But I don't think I'm that good at podcasting to be able to do that. I have to read the chapter and then go back and read it again and kind of get my timeline down on paper to reference to and then spots that I want to, you know, this question popped up while I was reading it. If I don't write that question down, I the chances of me remembering it when we're live recording are pretty slim. And I think that that would take away from the quality of our show, which we get a lot of feedback on that is, is pretty good. And I don't want to, I don't want to mess up that, that dynamic and, you know, mess up the, you know, quality just for the sake of just boom, 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 going through the chapters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the chapter here, what is kind of the big takeaway? The fact that Hagrid's the one that opened the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. That's the and Tom's gonna tattle. Tom's gonna tell on him. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of we like you said we put all these pieces together. He got this award. Mm-hmm. Hagrid was expelled. So we think that that's what happened mm-hmm. now because right. Hagrid did get expelled. Tom did get an award. And it fits. The, the everything pieces fit. fit. Absolutely, they do. Tom's story fits the narrative very well. We need a monster to blame. And it was covered up. Tom said that right off the beginning, and nobody's wanting to talk about it. Oh, they're not true. There's no such thing as the Chamber of Secrets. It's not real. Mm-hmm. It's a legend. And Tom even said that at the beginning. Everybody told us it wasn't real, that it was a legend. But this is what happened, and they covered it up. So, yeah, it all just just clicked into place so we're gonna we're gonna find out pretty soon because we're kind of getting toward the end of this book here we're probably three-fourths of the way through this book Hagrid is going to play a part going forward we know we're gonna find out a little bit more about his history here seemingly before the end of the book and I'm wondering if the kids based on their relationship with Hagrid are going to just go ask him about that or if they're going to be leery about asking him about that. Are we going to get an answer to that sooner rather than later? Are the are the kids just going to go, you know, Hagrid, we found this out. I found this diary. They're like, who's Tom Riddle? What what happened? What's it? You know something about the Chamber of Secrets, Hagrid. What are you not telling us? We'll find out. Because we know if you get Hagrid talking... <laughs> Yep. He'll tell you everything. Yep. That was actually just referenced in the game. You know, I played the Harry Potter game. It was just referenced in the game the, the, that I was playing. Um, 
Hogwarts mysteries. Right. The I can't. My my words aren't working. Talking is hard. Yes. The the game on the iPhone. Yes. Right. The mobile game. That's what. Mobile. That's game. A, mobile <laughs> the, that's the word I was looking for. When when we talk about the video game that we played before, we reference the Lego games. Oh yes. I guess we should. That clarify. we played. There were there have been other Harry Potter video games. I don't know if you knew that there was another one like on the Xbox. Apparently, it's not good. Not very good at all. It was to go with the Xbox Connect, which I thought would be really cool because you could make, you know, you're probably doing the motions and doing the spells and things like that. Apparently, it's, it's awful. It's awful. And there's also a thing that I've, I've almost bought you in years past. There's a, have you ever seen the wand remote control? Uh, you've showed it to me. Apparently, it's, it's awful, it. though. Apparently, it doesn't yeah. work. <laughs> but you do like certain swishes and flicks and you can turn your TV on and turn the volume up but apparently it only works about 37% of the time and it's really expensive I remember when I had the board game the big like it took up the whole table board game vaguely I vaguely remember that did you sell that to yeah, half price books oh they were they were gonna die when I walked in with it there, I'm pretty sure one of the employees took it because yeah Whispering, people were, like following me through the store as I walked to the back. Like, She's the Harry Potter game. She seen it. She's got a Harry Potter game. Huh. Probably get a hell. It's probably worth like three hundred dollars on eBay or something <laughs> like <Ow>. that. Now <laughs> we could have used that money to get some broomsticks and butterbeer beach balls. There's a book that I had. Um, I had I had bought. The three, like, I bought three paperbacks one day when they were having, like, the big sale, buy two, get one free or whatever, and of a series that I, in, I really enjoyed the first three books, but the fourth book, the final book, I didn't like at all. It was awful. And, and of course, we're talking about the Divergent series. No, that's only three books. <laughs> um, and, but it was the first book con that I went to, mm-hmm. and she was there signing. But in order to get in the line, I had to buy a book. So, But I didn't have the fourth book at the time. So I was like, all right, I'll buy the fourth book. Because it just came out, I think. Because it was only like in paper in hardback. So I bought the fourth book. But then when I got up there, she only would sign one book. Mm. So I had her sign the fourth book, the hardback book. Because it was, you know, a hardback book. And I just had the little paperbacks. Well, I read them. Um, actually, I listened to them on audiobook. But, um... And I liked the first three, didn't like the fourth one, and I decided to sell them back to Half Price Books. Mm-hmm. And um, is in there today, picking up Arch Enemies. Mm-hmm. And they have it in a case because it's signed. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks. They're the, selling it for 50 bucks. The one you turned in? Yeah. How much did I you get them? for it? Like a couple bucks? Yeah, probably. Like two bucks? <laughs> no, I don't remember. I, it was a while ago when I sold it. And I sold it with like a bunch of things, but usually I get like twenty bucks. And that author, Laura Ingalls Wilder from Little House on the Prairie fame. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Okay. I can't say her last name. Like I just physically cannot say it. So Danielle Steele. We'll just leave her anom- anonymous. <laughs> Danielle Steele, the romance novelist. She's like got like hundred and fifty books. So. <laughs> Because, I mean, because it's just, it's garbage. You could just like, just like, ah, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah. You can just uh, pump, you know, pump them out and, you know, get paid. So, uh, anything else we want to add about the chapter? Or are we about all set? I think we're set. Okay. Uh, let me ask you a last question, though. You like fudge? Yes. Okay. How about some Cornelius fudge in the next chapter? <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, is that really what's happening? 
How about uh, we see you next time for chapter 14? We talk a little Cornelius Fudge. How about that? Mm. So until next time, I am not the birthday boy, but my name is Dan Rhino. My name is Jessica Rhino, and it is my birthday. I am a Hufflepuff. I'm a Ravenclaw. You're a birthday Ravenclaw. Birthday Ravenclaw. So happy birthday, Jessica. Shout out to Kelly in Manhattan, Jennifer in California. Yeah, because she's currently in California. She was just oh, she was just in, all over the world. She was just in Turkey or something like that? All over. Okay. They like were over there for like two and a half weeks and were in a different country every day. It was ridiculous. Hmm. I'm like, where are you now? So, she's like, Jerusalem. I'm like, okay. Is, is she secretly rich and just kind of withholding... She said it was for her sister's friend's wedding. But while they were over there, they were just going to do a bunch of stuff. Okay. I mean, I usually travel across the globe for the friends of my sister because those are usually people that are, like, really close to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's usually why I leave the country. <laughs> have Daniel, Daniel, have you ever left the country? No. Oh, okay. I, no, I haven't. No, I, I didn't haven't. Think so. I think. I think. Here's what. Here's my thought. Before we go, I think Jennifer has a vault at, at Gringotts, Gringotts. <laughs> <laughs> full of cash, a Scrooge McDuck-like galleons. vault of cash of galleons. And she's withholding. I think she could fund this podcast and. Help us promote it and get it to the top of the iTunes slash Google Play slash Stitcher charts. We're just doing this little grassroots campaign here. She could be helping a lot more financially and she's not doing it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really what a good friend does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just me. So, Jennifer, shame on you. Aww. Let us in the vault. <laughs> I'm Dan Rhino. Jessica Ryan. This is Broomsticks and Butterbeer. Uh, we'll see you for a little Cornelius Fudge! Chapter 14 next time. This has been Chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, I see I had to keep looking at the book to so I didn't say the title wrong. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Those fingers in my that sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it